started off a little firm in Winnipeg, Canada. That that crazy high-tech mecca. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, stuff happens. Um, I, I'm not one of those people that can ever answer the question of what is your five-year plan? This is the podcast where you meet people who are not similar on the surface. They're not on magazine covers, and they all have different jobs. But like all of us, they've made big choices and ponder the big questions. Learn what makes them tick and what we all share as fellow human beings. This is Get to Know an Average Joe. We're at a cafe this morning. It's called the Greasy Spoon, but the food that they serve is not a lot of grease. And we are with Sheila Burpee Duncan. Moved here to Sweden from Canada. How did you get here, Sheila? Well, I was lucky enough to be part of a, a small company that was bought by Ericsson. And um, through that process, saw that uh, my dream job uh, came open in Sweden. And The dream job was what? It was uh, head of external communications for uh, the business unit networks at the time. So I applied for it and uh, was lucky enough to uh, earn it. And with that, uh, there was a requirement to move to Sweden. So here you are. And the first thing you have to do, I guess, with Swedes is explain the names Burpee Duncan. How do you do that? (laughs) Actually, I've never had to. I've found that Swedes are so incredibly accepting of diversity that it is not even an issue rather the corollary was getting used to many different ways to spell Andersen and and just sort of sorting out the fact that there's you know 15 of the same folks um, on the email it was I think the challenge was more on my side let a Yankee expat ask you about um, the word burpee, which, of course, when you go to the gym, yes. that's a certain action. Mm. We have a, a lot of um, historians in the family, and they're divided on uh, the source. It's either French or Welsh derivation, and um, and that they don't seem to have decided. So it's either Burpee or Burkby that it started before it got bastardized on arrival in North America. And little Sheila was um, one of, I just learned this this morning, was it eight kids? Yes, yes, eight kids. Uh, a sister, the eldest, six boys above me, and then I was the baby. And what is that like growing up as a bookend with so many boys in the middle? It's a little bit like being raised in a pack of wolves. And it's been great because um, as much as it may have, for whatever challenge there was growing up, we're a very, very tight-knit group. And uh, I still get off uh, skiing um, with my brothers once a year if we can do it up at Whistler. And we just fall into a regular pattern and uh, we get along really well. So when you're with your brothers and skiing, is it a competition? Is there a lot of testosterone and do you have that testosterone energy too? There's actually the, 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 the most driving force of our skiing experience is um, trying to stay as close as possible behind our guide, my brother Robbie, so that when there's a break, um, you can maximize your break time because the last person to arrive signals the beginning of the skiing again. So if you ski slowly, your breaks are much shorter. So that's really the the major motivation. The secondary motivation is the fact that we always have a delicious um, boozy lunch. And so you need to get enough runs in um, to rationalize the wine and and stuff you're going to have at lunch. 
Is technology a profession that is in common across the family, or how did you choose technology as your career? I wandered into it completely unknowingly. Uh, started off a little firm in Winnipeg, Canada. That that crazy high tech mecca. Yeah, <laughs> had no understanding of the technology, and started from there. It was it was a 32 person company at the time. It ended up being having an investment by a company named uh, Newbridge. Uh, it was then bought by Nortel. I then went to work for Newbridge. Newbridge was then bought by Alcatel. I then went to a company called Mitel and from there to a company called Bel Air and that company was then bought by Ericsson and here I am. Wow, so that sounds like a lot of kind of whoops, I'm here, whoops, I'm there, but I don't experience you as a person who kind of follows along and lets things happen. Totally, I do. Yes. Yeah, uh, stuff happens. Um, I don't, I'm not one of those people that can ever answer the question of what is your five year plan for your career? Ah, five years, that's an awfully long time. I mean, I certainly don't leave things to fate when there's something that's that's interesting, like this job in, in Sweden. I, I'll work really hard to, to get it and to earn it and to keep it. But I don't. I, I do lack a master plan. I'm not a strategist in terms of my own career. But in a recent conversation, we talked about simple priorities in life. Can you describe your simple priorities? Well, my priorities, I, have a, I, I do have a reasonably recent health issue that has caused me to sort of look at things a little bit differently. And my new rules are that I just um, <laughs> have to um, get fresh air and exercise, eat well, and, and sleep well. And, um, and that sounds super simplistic, but it's, it's my current uh, modus operandi to, uh, to get better. And I see you as a person who is also kind of unsinkable. Uh, you've always got lots of energy and a big smile on your face. So is, is that something that you do intentionally, or is that something that has always just come naturally to you? It must come naturally, because I don't actually, I, I, don't I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly try, and I, and I know that there's a lot of people close to me that probably bear the brunt of the other side of that when I don't feel so um, optimistic, but, um, but, but in general, I am reasonably optimistic. And I think those, those priorities, the get fresh air, eat well, sleep well, I think that does apply to everybody, is do at least those things every day, and maybe other things will come a little bit more easily. Honestly, I think that, that Stockholm is, and, and Sweden in general, is such a great place to have those simple priorities because the work-life balance is, is a priority in general. It hasn't, I'll admit, hasn't been for me. Um, Work-life balance, a big priority. But it is here, so it's really easy to adopt uh, a healthier balance and, and a healthier sort of um, set of priorities. Um, so it hasn't, it hasn't been a challenge here at all. It might be in other places. Have you lived in another place besides Canada and Sweden? No, uh, unless you consider Winnipeg to be another place. <laughs> but uh, no, just Canada. And it's Sweden. almost the end of the earth, isn't it? It's, no, it's the center of the universe, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what are the elements that you put into the best kind of day? It could be any day of the season, any day of the week. Uh, what are your ingredients? Uh, the first step is that I'm up at about four o'clock in the morning and I have to sometimes wait until four to get up because I tend to wake early and I really want to get up. Um, then I like Lapsang Sushang tea and uh, but I make coffee for my husband and uh, toast with peanut butter which we eat in bed looking out the window and then it's a decision as to where to go for breakfast. Um, 
Because breakfast is a big thing for you guys. You eat breakfast out, and it's uh, it's quite a nice tradition for the two of you. Yes. Yeah, and it's really what it is. Is I'm I you know I I need need to get out and get fresh air and exercise as part of this process of getting better, but I'm not actually a hundred percent motivated person. So it's a little bit of it's a motivation to say, okay, where are we going? How far are we going to walk to get to the to breakfast? So that's part of the day's planning, and it's part of what I look forward to, and. Um, Walking around Stockholm, whether it's around Your Gordon or down on Gamlestan or going out on Naka, there's just it. It doesn't matter where you head out for a walk around, around Stockholm. You will always find something that you go, oh, that's so beautiful. And everywhere you look, there's something that sort of makes you feel good. So that just being out, even if you don't feel like going out, you always feel better going out. And those are, those are kind of part of every good good day and then maybe a nice lunch sometimes in Gamlestan because the, the you have the um, the candlelight even in the middle of the day that's awfully nice as well and how does a good day end up if you're up at four o'clock are you in bed by eight o'clock or how does that work yes I'm uh, challenged to actually stay up much after dinner so we tend to um, we have tended to start having um, a bigger lunch so we clearly have a lot of breakfast we, st- we have a reasonably good-sized lunch, and then we tend to have a pretty light dinner, and then I tend to be falling asleep at the table and, and ready to go to bed around 6 or 7, and we do, every now and then, we'll start on some Netflix thing. We're, we're just getting through the killing now, um, which, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I have to say, we've, we've liked some of the other stuff, like Broadchurch and stuff, better, but... Um, but it's just sort of it's a it'll it'll keep me up for an extra half hour so that I don't start getting up at three thirty in the morning. And there is a plan to go back to Canada, right? Yeah. Well, I I mean my um, our our kids are, are are in Canada. They're twenty seven and thirty one, so they, it's not like they need us, but they are there. And um, my siblings are there, um, so that's home. We we ha- we have a home there that our that one of our um, kids is is in right now, and our cat is there. So that was always in the plan. It was always this was always a, um, um, a long-term assignment, an LTA, with an end in sight. And yeah, so we'll look forward to it. You know, sometime in the new year. I want to extend a special thanks to Sheila for joining the podcast, giving us her humor and her background and her philosophy, while setting the limits and uh, and helping me stay within them. Next week's guest is all out there, a performer and an artist from a young age, and now it's time for her to think about retirement, not before changing the arts scene in her current hometown. There are reasons to have dancers in your community. There are no words. And that's what I love about it. You talk with your body, and people understand you if you're good. That is next time on Get to Know an Average Joe, Thank you for listening. Let me know at Dodiax what you think. And now, if you'll excuse me, 